Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All right, everybody, good afternoon. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. A little technical problem there, but we'll get that straightened out. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We've got a full show for you, and uh, and we're going to get started. First segment, though, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, as always. Great supporters of our program and Southern Miss Athletics, and a great place to cater. Your next event, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And we're happy to say that we have three members of the Southern Miss softball team here with us today. Now, McKella Fox is new to our show, but uh, Hannah Borden and uh, Carolyn World, y'all become old broadcast pros. This is uh, this is your second visit here already, girls, and we're glad to ha- and we're glad to have you here. Let let me start uh, with you, Caroline. Uh, you guys have knocked down uh, one tournament, one tournament behind you. you. Got a home opener this weekend against Missouri State. But talk for just a minute about the tournament and and how you ladies felt coming out of that. Um, I think we did pretty good this tournament. Um, well, our outcomes didn't go the way that we wanted to, but I think we had a lot of close games, and we started getting going the last two games. So, you have to have a, to- a little bit of time to build up some chemistry, and and, yes, and and practicing. You can practice against each other all you want, but that's not the same. Is it's it? not the same at all, no sir. Yeah, and uh, and what was your view, Hannah? Um, I think the same. I mean, I think um, defensively we did really well. Um, there was a post that said we were uh, number four in the nation for fielding percentage, so I think that's a really good accomplishment for us, and I think the pitchers kept us in games. Um, and I think a lot of it was just timely hitting. We didn't get the hits we needed when we needed them. Um, so I think from here that's just what we need to improve on. Well, you did win a couple games. No, we did. Okay, you yes, guys sir. get you all kind of <laughs> gloomy here like you didn't win anything, but you did win some games out there, right? Mm-hmm. We just expect the best, you know. I got you. All right, now Michaela Fox, we're told, is, is known as the pride of Ocean Springs. Is that correct? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to embarrass you the first time you come. It's okay. I don't get embarrassed easy. All right. We're glad to have you here. And you're a third baseman. Talk talk, talk to us about your view of the opening weekend for you ladies. I thought it went pretty good. Um, it was – we had – although we went two and three, um, our outcomes, I thought we did pretty good for opening weekend. I mean, we do have a lot to work on, and we are capable of a lot more. But pitching-wise, like, we looked exceptionally well. Defensively, we looked really well. The only thing that really – um, didn't keep us in games that often was hitting and once we get our bats going we're going to be unstoppable so uh, third base hot spot that's what it's always called uh, you get a lot of action there don't you yes sir yeah you like that I gather oh I love it yeah so what's it like being here I understand you came here from the University of Virginia and uh, you got two years here that's a that's quite a transfer yes sir well I'm actually from Ocean Springs so I've been here I'm a military brat so I've been here since seventh grade so I've lived here for quite a while, but four years in UVA, I mean, that is a culture shock. Come back home. Um, I love being back home. It's definitely different from UVA, but it's easier and uh, a lot better to be close to family. How did you end up at the University of Virginia being from Ocean Springs? <laughs> um, so I met Coach Joe, who was actually the coach for McNeese State. I was actually going to go there. 
Um, but then she ended up leaving McNeese to go to Virginia, and then she asked me to go on a visit there. Um, and I absolutely just fell in love with the school and uh, fell in love with the coaching staff and fell in love with the program in general. And so, yeah, spent my four years there. Pretty uh, famous founder of that school. Tell people who may not know who founded UVA. Thomas Jefferson. That's crazy, isn't it? Did y'all ever, was that something that everybody talked about there, or was that just something no one ever discussed? Oh, it's something everyone always talks about. And he always had a philosophy. Like, we never said freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. We always said first year, second year, third year, fourth year, because Thomas Jefferson always believed that um, education, you can never stop growing in education. So... You always just talk about the number of years that you've yeah, learned. Yeah, he, you know, he had the, uh, this is a little side note, at one time he had the largest library in the world, and it was his li- personal library. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fun fact. He's pretty pretty smart. Pretty smart guy. Oh, there's a All right, uh, Carolyn, uh, what's next? Tell us what's next for softball. Um, we, have a, we have two home games, or three home games, on Saturday and Sunday. We play Missouri State. I think Saturday we play a doubleheader, one and three, and then on Sunday we play a two. All right, Lou, get in here with these fine young ladies. I want to talk to Hannah Borden just for a minute. And, uh, Hannah, you've been at Southern Miss your your entire career. Last year, 324 batting average. And something that all three of you ladies uh, talked about, you know, getting the bats going. We know it's true in in baseball, but talk about in softball how is it the same that that the the pitching is ahead of the hitting to start the year? And, and, you know, how long does it really take at bats in, in a game before you can really start seeing the ball well? Um, I don't think I'd necessarily say that the pitchers are ahead of hitters early in the year. I think it's more just, you know, hitters getting used to hitting live pitching again and seeing the ball well out of the hand. Um, but I actually think later in the year is when the pitching gets a little tougher when we start playing um, conference games. Uh, but, I mean, at that point in the season, I think that's March or maybe April when we start playing conference games. We've already been seeing a lot of pitching, and we're pretty comfortable in the box. Well, I appreciate that comment because what that means is, is that Lady Eagle uh, hitters are better than Lady Eagle or the, the the men's baseball hitters. So I appreciate that. <laughs> we'll. Uh, Hey, we, we did get a conference win without a conference win. I mean, that was a great mm-hmm. win the last game of this tournament, beating James Madison, right? Yes, sir, it was. T- Take us back last year, um, b- because we always there's a nemesis on the show, and, and their name's South Alabama. Last year, <laughs> you had a dandy game, April the twenty eighth, three home runs in a game. Doesn't happen wow. often at all. Walk us yeah. back through that performance you had. Oh gosh, um, I mean that was a great game. I uh, Olivia Lackey, I have a lot of respect for her. She's a great pitcher. Um, I have a friend that I went to high school with that goes to South, and she or she used to go to South and play there, and they were really good friends. So I've heard a lot of good things about her, um, and I think she was actually one of the preseason players of the year or first team All Sun Belt. She's a really good player. Um, but going into that game, um, Coach A just. You know, we prepared to see rise balls and see up, up, up all game. And so, I mean, the one thing he told us to do is get on top of the ball. So that's what I was trying to do, and it worked, I guess. It worked out, and we're all <laughs> we're all thankful that uh, you know you did that against South Alabama. Mm-hmm. One more question for Michaela Bob. I'll throw it back to you. So, you know, M- Michaela, as a graduate student, um, you've played for another program for for four years, and yet uh, you come in. And what is it like coming from the outside and, and yet being expected to immediately step in with playing time and, and leadership? Um, it's difficult, but honestly, with these group of girls, it's they made it really easy. Um, 
we have really good chemistry and we communicate very well with one another and just having this group of girls honestly by your side like it makes it a lot easier to come into a program and really step up and lead not just um, by example but also vocally and knowing that no matter what move you do or no matter the outcome they're going to have your back no matter what so these that's been pretty cool and pretty awesome to just step into a program being an outsider kind of looking in and just kind of being thrown into family without realizing it so Bob so Hannah tell us the truth when you hit three home runs in a game did you did you sleep well that night or did you just lay in the bed and think about what a great day you had had uh I don't know I actually I did go to Topher's the night before and I remember after the game Jana was like whatever you did last night you need to do it again so I went to Topher's again uh after that game and uh did it work I don't I don't remember what I did the next I didn't hit three home runs again so I guess it didn't work but okay. uh yeah I did repeat the same thing I did though okay. Caroline tell us what uh what's the vibe on the team right now what what are the expectations you ladies have moving forward um I think everybody is like in high hopes of doing how we did on Sunday or this past Sunday and I think everybody's like on the same page of we're all coming together and we know what we need to work on and we've been working on that this whole whole week and I think or we hope that we sweep Missouri State this weekend what do you know about them I mean I wouldn't think you know an awful lot about a team from Missouri honestly I don't know anything yet yeah I mean it's not that important right I mean you got to play your game right yes sir yeah I think that's what's important for sure all right let me go down the line what are your expectations for the rest of the year personally and from a team standpoint um you know from a team standpoint um last year we ended up uh I think our last conference series was at Georgia State, and we it came down to one game, you know, win or lose, and we were going to conference. So this year I think it's important for us to kind of set that standard early and start winning conference games early and set our place in the tournament. I think that's really important this year. Um, and then, you know, hope to have a successful season When is again. your first game this weekend? Um, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Well, then I would suggest Friday night you come over here and eat a couple of burgers at Topher. <laughs> think maybe you could do that? I think I can do that. So, Michaela, what about, what about you? What What are your hopes coming in here and, <clears throat> excuse me, being on the team now personally and from a team perspective? Um, team perspective, my hope, honestly, I want to win the conference tournament. I mean, I know it's early, but I think this team is more than capable of doing that and showing that we can compete at the highest level and make a run for it like that's my goal and that's what our team goal is too and i i believe we can achieve that so and you're happy to be back home i'm so happy <clears throat> well good and hannah you're right it's hot in here dear it's very hot yeah it's very hot. <laughs> hey ladies we want to thank you all uh, for coming you two just become regulars here you can come back anytime oh yeah invite right. us back anytime and we'll we'll uh, we'll bring the uh the pride of ocean springs with you how would that be <laughs> sounds great all right that wraps up this segment we're going to take a break we'll be right back uh, more super talk eagle hour right after this you're tuned in to the eagle hour the eagle hour southern miss to the top all right, we want to thank those three fine young members, uh, Hannah, Michaela, and Caroline uh, from the women's softball team. Head coach Natalie Poole going to join us here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you about Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Great supporters of our program. Miss Kathleen is the best. And, yes, she does have softball T-shirts there. Uh, she has T-shirts to cover every sport, just like we enjoy covering every sport. So check them out at Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net. Also, don't forget the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour, that is Genesis of Hattiesburg. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. 
Coming soon, the all-new Genesis Showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Coach Natalie Poole joins us here in the Southern Bank Course studio. And, uh, Coach, every time we, we had met two of your kids, that was the first time that we had met the, your new player. But uh, delightful kids, and I'm, I'm sure it's the great joy to be around them and coach them they definitely are i think that was one of the um pretty endearing things when i first got here you know there's a lot of questions about like who you're going to be coaching how you're going to mix how you're going to mingle how you're going to build trust all of those things they have made it so easy uh, to communicate with to work with collaborate with and um, their personalities just make it really easy for me and for our staff to be able to work together now, is Michaela one of those kids you found in the portal? Is that how she came to you? Um, yeah, you know, she was in the portal, and then her coach also reached out because she had completed four years there. She graduated from there. She just had kind of encountered uh, an injury along the way that hindered her opportunity to get on the field. She had started on the field early on in her career there, and I'm friends with the coach that's there at Virginia, and I've known her a long time, and we're very similar in a lot of ways just in terms of values and things like that. And And she was wanting to help her find an opportunity back closer to home and um, because Michaela's really close to her family and she had been away for some time. And so, um, you know, things work out that way. And it's just it's pretty crazy how that happens. But um, I knew that she would be overcoming injury and finding her way back on the field. But I also felt like from what I understood, we were going to get a really good leader right off the top, just in terms of person. And she provided that initially and then has found her way onto the field and has worked really hard to make that happen. I'm really proud of her. And with, and with all due respect, man, a degree from the University of Virginia, you're talking about the cream of the crop academically. Yeah, I mean, she does well academically, and um, and she's doing it here too. You know, now she gets to work on her master's degree while playing two more years, which is pretty awesome. And what, and as, as a coach of youth baseball for many years, Coach Poole, I'm, I really salute you guys the way you're playing defense. It's early in the year, but to be recognized as – the fourth best defensive team in the country. That means fielding ground balls, fielding fly balls, making correct throws. Because defense, people can say what they want, and I know it's not necessarily sexy, but defense, if you don't have a defense, you're, you're dead in the water. Absolutely. I've seen us, I mean, we've lost games because of defense and we've lost games because of different elements. But if you don't play good defense and and even though your pitchers are feeding you with ground balls, fly balls and those kinds of things, if you're not capable of making the right decisions and then executing the play to finish it, um, you're going to find yourself in trouble because then people are going to continue to put pressure on you in different ways that are going to force you to continue to have to make those plays and it'll expose you really quick. And I know that you weren't necessarily happy about the way your team hit the softball this past weekend but but realistically when all this shakes out you think you're going to be more than fine offensively I really do and the reason why I say that is because even though we have a lot of new players and there's a lot to learn you know a lot of kids making a lot of changes um, they make our pitchers pay every day at practice when we miss like when we miss spots and we land the ball over the middle of the plate or we don't do what we're supposed to do, we pay for it every day. So we see them hit. We even came back on after the weekend and hit on Tuesday, and it was like 
we had never left our field playing the way that we were before we went out this weekend. And so I think it's just comfortability at the plate, decision making, um, you know, and then just feeling loose and ready. And so I believe we, we will get there. And, um, and while I expect us to face some challenging pitching, I still suspect that we are going to be a better offensive team, way better than what we saw this weekend. And just real quick, did you know that you're in soft, in the presence of softball royalty? Our own Bob Getty was one of the most prolific women's softball coaches in the delta of mississippi for years it was a wonderful wonderful i, I need we need to spend some time maybe i can learn a few things from <laughs> i'm sure i'm things. sure Come you on. can <laughs> i'm sure you can <laughs> luke get in here coach i, I think in, and i just want to brag on you just for a second i don't think southern miss fans realize the situation you were in last year and yet you just from a roster perspective and where how are you feeling at this point uh, versus, you know, what, what the, the hand you were dealt with last year, and you ladies still almost pulled off a 500 record last year. Yeah, honestly, like we, I look back on last year and kind of think the same. Like, you know, we started 15 and three. Like, we got rolling, best start in the, the program's history. Like, we did so well to start and with only 17 players and only three pitchers. And, you know, and people having to make an adjustment to a brand-new coaching staff who has a lot of changes. And, you know, and they also struggled at first because it took some time for them to build some trust and, and us begin to work together. And, you know, that just takes time no matter who it is that's doing it. And so um, I was really proud of some of the things that we accomplished last year, even though we weren't built maybe for um, you know maybe some of what we did and and so I'm really pleased that the girls who returned to this team returned to this team because um, they really wanted to be here and want to see the changes happen and want to be a part of a program that's doing good and so with them with also adding the a lot of changes to our program you know even still today we could still it still could take some time right and yeah. um, but I think that we have taken some steps forward even though we have made a a lot of changes and we do look a little different and all of that um, I'm really pleased with the steps that we're taking in this program three pitchers for an entire set I mean that's just just amazing remarkable I know Golden Eagle fans out there they care about uh, their head coaches and and they like to know what the culture is so so year two um, you're you're building you're you're laying a culture down really the culture that you want Lady Eagle softball to be and then and then this year specifically how you're implementing that coach well you know from the get-go I've talked a lot about like the type of coach that I am which I'm, I'm a transformational coach I'm not a, a coach that's just X's and O's I do care about our athletes and who they are as people and so I try to play that out every day and just conversations with them and caring for them no matter whether I'm making choices about whether or not they're to play for this team they have chosen to be a part of this program and I want them to know that I find value in that and so um, we work every day to try to show that and then the other pieces that I'm about my values are growth integrity respect loyalty and so from in family so for me like every day when I make decisions every day when we do what we do those are the pieces so I'm I want to grow kids I want them to be honest with me I want there to be respect for each other and I want there to be loyalty um, and I want there to be a family atmosphere so like we we portray that in all the things that we do as we're working to build a championship team and so every day that's what we're working on yeah, as you mentioned to me off the air, and I brought it up, but you agreed. It's supposed to be fun. 
These kids yeah. are supposed to be having mm-hmm. fun doing this, right? Yes, and it can get lost. And we talked about that, too, because this is a business. You know, no matter what, you know, I've got somebody that's over me that's expecting me to do a particular job and perform a t- particular way. And that's the way our society grades our success is based on wins and losses. And that's not forgotten in this process. But um, but in doing that and they, them knowing that it's, a lot of times it's performance-based, they can lose some of that fun. Plus, they're balancing weights and they're balancing – you know, sometimes sports performance counseling and they're balancing the academic side and they're going to the athletic trainer and then they're going to class and they're going to softball and they're doing all these things. And then if injury pops up or they're not performing up to a standard or whatever, like there's so many things that could, that can distract them from having fun, but you always want to bring them back to that. Right. You chose this because of that. And they're kids. Absolutely. We, we lose sight of the fact they're all kids. Absolutely. Uh, about a minute and a half left. One, one of the many things I admire about Jeremy McClain is I think Jeremy cares for every sport where some schools it's all about football or it's all about basketball, but he's not that way. I've never observed that. What's it like working for him? It's been really amazing. I've worked for a few different bosses in my career over the last 25 years. And um, what I like about him is I believe that he's similar to me in terms of values. And so, um, you know, he cares about me, cares about my child. He cares about, you know, how things are going for us. He wants to know what we need all the time, Um, you know, how we can get there, how we can take steps to get closer to that. He genuinely understands and knows the players that we have. And and so I think he knows he knows knows how tough it is to do what we do. I do believe that he supports softball and he cares about softball. Um, and I think he knows what's going on with us on the on the daily. And so, and he lets us do our job. I've really enjoyed working for him because he lets me do my job and then checks in just to make sure that we're doing okay and celebrates our successes. And when we don't, just kind of wants to know how, how we need to get there and how we're going to get there. Well, I want you to know that we value your team and your program and, and we value all the athletic departments and programs at the university and uh you and these great kids that you've brought here to us you're welcome here anytime you want to come and we're gonna we're gonna bug you now we're gonna stay in touch with y'all during softball season to, to follow the progress of the lady eagles i look forward to it all right coach thanks man it'd be a good way to get saturday started off bob at one o'clock at the softball complex 100 percent I want to thank Coach Natalie Poole and her great kids for being here. When we come back, we'll talk a little basketball. I think that's back on tap. That's next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, this segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to catch a ball game tonight if you're not going to be there. Great food, great camaraderie, and a Southern Miss tradition. 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. All right, we'll get right to this interview. We'll talk basketball in the next segment, but uh, baseball, of course, now is just one day away, and there's no question uh, who's going to be one of the leader of the teams and uh, maybe – Proved to be one of the best players ever to play here, and that's Nick Monastery. We had a conversation with him last week, and here's how it went. 
Nick, every time we get to talk to you, it seems like you're getting more comfortable in your own skin now and uh, in your role going forward. Yes? No? Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, it feels good. I feel, I don't know, I'm just, I'm chilling. I'm talking. I can tell by the way you're dressed. It's radio. You can't see it, but he is certainly very relaxed here today. So what are some things that you want to get accomplished this year, Nick, as a, as an individual player? Uh, I mean, just become a better player, better teammate, help the team win. Uh, I don't really – in all honesty, I don't really think about that. Just try to be myself and help get this team to Omaha and win the Codrill Series. What do you mean by be a better teammate? I mean, every day you can do something better, help a teammate out, you know – I mean, we're all brothers here. We're all family. So, I mean, anything you can do to pick someone up if they're having a bad day at practice or during the game or just anything like that, really. Okay. You, all, most all of you guys, you know, came up, I imagine, playing some type of, you know, travel ball and, and things like that. Has that – do you think that, that helped or maybe overuse of arms? Uh, what advice would you have for people participating in travel ball now with their kids? Uh, I mean – just play and have fun. I mean, that's the big thing. Don't put too much pressure on yourself because, I mean, it's a game. Uh, I mean, that's something I've really learned in the past couple of years, just to play and have fun and just really enjoy your time being out here because, I mean, it's a hard game. I mean, you're going to fail seven out of ten times if you're one of the best. And the worst thing you can do is put too much pressure on yourself because, I mean, you're going to fail. So that's just the game. Okay, and, and I know you, you've said it before, but let's for folks who haven't maybe – gotten to hear you, you interviewed before tell us about the the discussions between you and coach Oz about you know where you did fit in this lineup this year mm-hmm. yeah I mean last after the season we have exit meetings or whatever and uh I went to summer ball and he really wanted me to get work in the outfield just because of the possible moves that they could be making uh save my arm for pitching reasons was one of them uh you know, just get me accustomed to it. It could help me down the road, just playing wise, and it was, it was all good conversation. It was really good, and it's been a great transition. Tell us something about this 2024 edition of the Eagles that maybe a, a lot of people might be surprised by. I'll give you a second just to think about it. But there's a lot of stuff on the surface, but below the surface, what is something about this team that that we don't know about? Yeah. Uh, I think we got a lot of people that are going to be ballers, and nobody knows about it. Uh, everybody thinks. We lost a lot, and we did lose a lot, but I think we reloaded, and we're going to be just as good this year come back even stronger. Now, we've heard about uh, that Davis Gillespie is one of those names. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about his game. Yeah, DG, he's uh, he rakes. He hits the ball really hard. He swings really hard. Uh, he's transitioning into left field, DH, just swinging the bat, and he's coming on really strong. Uh, even though you're, you know, statistically maybe one of the younger guys, it seems like to me you're developing into one of the leaders uh, on this team. When when you hear the term leader or leadership, how how do you define that, particularly when it comes to baseball? Uh, yeah, I mean everybody has their different perspective on leadership. Mine isn't. I'm not a very vocal guy. I like to kind of lead by my actions. So just the way I play, the way I carry myself every day, the energy I bring would kind of be my way of leading, even if it's not as vocal as some others would be. But that's just me. Okay. You say get a, you want to be a better baseball player, but is there one aspect of your game that just kind of keeps you up at night to saying, I got, I have to do this better? <laughs> I mean, hitting's always – I mean, hitting's the hardest part of the game, but defense wins championships and obviously moving to the outfield, I feel like that's just one thing I'm going to get better at constantly every day just because I'm new out there and just work on that every single day. Yeah, but, but hitting – I mean, part of why hitting is so difficult is because you don't know what the pitcher's throwing, right? I mean, if you knew what he was throwing, you could hit it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, that's just part of it. 
Just, I mean, you got to hit every day. Just keep your swing right. But mentally, your mentality's huge. Hitting, you know, just stay strong, stay confident, and you'll be good. I think. When you look at this schedule, uh, you guys open, you know, with Marist, but just about every team down the road, it doesn't look like there's, um, you know, any pushover. Um, how do you feel about that? Playing, I mean, tough teams day in and day out. No, no rest for the weary. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think it helps us down the road. You know, we have a strong beginning of the schedule, strong conference schedule, and I mean, strong midweeks. Uh, there's no, like you said, there's never really a game you can be like, oh, this is an easy win. And I think whenever we get into regionals, conference tournament, super regionals, and try to go to Omaha, that only helps us because I mean, we've been there before. We. Never really any pushover games. Always a hard, hard-fought game, and it just keeps our minds right and keeps us ready. I want to go back to the travel ball thing again because uh, one of the things that bothers me about travel ball is they'll go play some tournament where they know they're going to steamroll everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets better when you're beating teams, you know, twenty to two. It seems to me that society is afraid of, and I'm speaking generally, of course, that society is afraid of competition <laughs> nowadays. Would you agree? And if so. What's wrong with competition? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's been a long time since I played travel ball, but I feel like if they're just going out there trying to get wins, that's not really helping the players anyway. Just making their team name look better. Well, I mean, but, you you get a chance. I mean, you just said you love you love the schedule being tough. Yeah, I mean, you want to be a better baseball player and stronger mentally. Just, I mean, I just feel like playing stronger competition makes you better. And whenever you, the more better people you play, the better you're going to be. And I mean, that's just that's what you want. I don't know why you'd want it any other way well man that is great advice and i hope every travel ball parent uh, has heard your advice play good competition don't worry about the records your your child develops into a great baseball player maybe they'll get to you know be a a golden eagle one day which is something you have always wanted to be yep absolutely yeah playing here has always been a dream of mine uh ever since i got recruited by southern miss i knew that's the place i wanted to be and ever since i've got here it's exceeded every expectation i could have put on it uh just playing here with these teammates that i have the coaches the fan base that we have is just surreal experience now nick is monastery is that french monastery uh it's italian italian okay now was that is that shortened from something else uh not, I mean, not really. It's okay. monas. It's like monastery, monastery. They've, it's been pronounced both ways. But my dad's whole side of the family was born in Sicily and grew up in Sicily. So they came over here, and we still have family over there. But yeah, it's Italian. In other words, fans, you better not say anything about Mick, Nick Monastery, or you might wind up as part of an off ramp somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't, don't chance it. All right. So when baseball's over for you, Nick, then what? What do you want to do? Uh, I really don't know. I haven't really thought about that. You know, I've always dreamed of being a professional baseball player. So I, I mean, I honestly have no idea. But I've majored in business, so maybe get into coaching or start a baseball business or something along those lines. And if I ask the question, how good can this team be? Uh, how would you answer that? Oh, we're. I mean, if we live up to the potential that we know it can be, we're College World Series national champion. I mean, that's our expectation, and that's our goal, and we're not going to settle for anything less than that. Man, and injuries play such a big part of it, and you never know how that's going to go. I think that's the piece of the puzzle that fans always seem to forget. Yeah, for sure. Injuries, 
I mean, we've been lucky this fall. We've been pretty injury-free. Obviously, you know, with Matt Adams has been tough losing him, but he may come back. Uh, Ch- getting Chandler back from injury is huge. That's going to be a huge addition to our staff. But we've been fortunate enough not to have too much injury bug this fall and spring. So you think you think Chandler might get to pitch a little? <laughs> yeah, he might get to pitch a little bit. <laughs> nah, he's nah. Getting him back was huge. He's going to be really good in our staff. You know. Is a strong lefties. That's what we need. So it'll be good. Well, we're we're with you guys, win or tie. <laughs> Southern Miss fan, win or tie, and we're gonna we're gonna give the other team hell when you guys are here. But but thanks for your time as always, Nick, and continued success. Yes, sir. Thank you, Luke Johnson. Nick Monaster is a stud. He is true freshman last year. Batted three twenty. Five home runs, 28 RBIs, 29 runs, six stolen bases. And, I mean, he's the guy, you know, he's 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 it. I mean, he's probably – Wilkes is the power face of this team, but, you know, when you look at uh, – I think a lot of people, when he finally got the glove in place last year in order to get on the field at second base, you, you saw the hype around there. It took him a little minute to get in there, but, man, down the stretch. And now, you know, having embraced uh, – the outfield position, center field, it, it allows him, you know, to to be, you know, a, a quarterback on this team. And and there hasn't been in, in quite some time a, a sophomore that that would be, you know, the face of of this team like like in that way. And I think he's embraced it. And you know what Kelly brought up in that interview is he has always wanted to play baseball at Southern Miss. No and question. I think that's what makes. Watching him develop and watching him succeed much sweeter. Kelly just loved these kids, man. It's just hard not to get attached to the baseball team. Yeah, and, and I, I wish, in some regards, that that particular interview would have been televised. <laughs> because if you would have seen the outfit, he, yeah. he, he you've got to be confident. Yeah. You, th- you think I, you think sometimes I dress whacked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, well, when he, he came to the studio, he had on his house shoes. <laughs> He wasn't wearing he wasn't wearing Iowa State or Pearl River. Kelly. No, no, good no. Point. Good point. Yeah, he'd be thrown out. I'm sure yeah, if he did point. that. But, uh, or any other free school merchandise he can get, like hey. the jacket he has on right now. That's right. Yeah. Oh, he's got one on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, we got a rotation. We got a rotation. We'll announce that coming up here in just a minute. Hang on, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. Good time today uh, listening to that interview with Nick Monaster. If you missed it, we played it last segment in the first half of the show today. We were visiting with Lady Eagle softball head coach Natalie Poole. Three players on uh, the team this year, so you can always go back and listen to the Eagle Hour on demand in a you ready plethora of podcasting wow. platforms. Wow. There we go. Eagle Hour on this Thursday. Final segment brought to you by DBAT in Hattiesburg. DBAT Hattiesburg, 
Bankor.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Back to softball. They take on Missouri State. Um, two games on Saturday, one and three. It's part of that Super Saturday. And then Sunday at 2 p.m. That's important because until this team hits conference play, they don't play in Hattiesburg very often. For instance, they after Sunday, they will not play back in Hattiesburg until they start conference play on March the 15th. So, you want to watch the Lady Eagles? You don't want to have to wait. Go this weekend as a part of uh, this super uh, Saturday weekend with with, uh, basketball and, of course, baseball opens up. Lady Eagles got Missouri State 1-3 and and then 2 p.m. on Sunday. Lady Eagle basketball on the road tonight. They are taking on Arkansas State up in Jonesboro. Both of those teams tied at 6-6. Overall in the conference and a matching 13-10 and 10 record overall. And uh, tonight maybe could slide into the upper half uh, of the conference uh, with a win. Men, on the other hand, take on ULM tonight in uh, in the greenhouse, looking uh, to, to defeat Monroe for the second time. Back January the 11th, Golden Eagles uh, defeated the Warhawks 71-58. Donovan Ivory and Austin Crowley both led the way with 22 and 20 points. So, Basketball um, tonight, men at seven thirty in the greenhouse. Women on the road in Jonesboro at uh, at. It, that's not on the road. What am I talking no, about? No, it's a it's a, a yeah, it's a doubleheader. What am I talking right. about? It's not Jonesboro. I apologize. Oh wait, both games tonight. We got a doubleheader here at home. Doubleheader. What am I doing? I'm sorry. What do the women? What do the women play, Luke? Five. Yeah, five and men at seven thirty. I apologize. See, n- normally the guys would play at seven. But yep. because it's the doubleheader, they push it back gotcha. a half an hour. I'm glad you so doubleheader tonight. I, I was um, thinking the women are on the road too. So good, good work, Luke. Yeah, uh, this is just in passing. Sean Elliott, head coach of Georgia State, taking the tight ends job at the University of South Carolina. That's just interesting football. Well, you know? the second Sun Belt coach now, Kane Womack, yeah. of course, left South Alabama, and and I know. It's went, sad, fellas. He went to Alabama as the D.C., so the defensive coordinator. So you knew that was going to be a huge – Seven years yeah. as the head coach at Georgia State. All yeah. right, more – go but, ahead, I'm sorry. But the money, but the money even yeah. as a position coach in the SEC is going to be more than a head coach in the Sun Belt. We have a rotation announced. Um, first two days, uh, we already had those basically pegged. Nico Mazza, the Friday night starter. Billy Oldham, the Saturday starter. And the Sunday starter is, Kelly, you watched him play in high school. Cross Sively, the newly engaged Cross Sively. The lefty gets the start. They wanted a lefty. And, uh, you know, Ostrander said in, in uh, throughout, the, throughout the winter they had been stretching Cross out. You like it? I mean, what, what, what do you think? Well, he certainly did. I mean, he was, he was the horse or the donkey, whatever you want to call it, at Summerall High School. I mean, he started just about every possible game that he could. So as far as the the mentality that a starter has to have, he's certainly used to it. Um, so I, I, it doesn't surprise me a bit. The thing, the thing that's going to surprise me as time goes on is this pitching staff, barring injury, is so deep and so good, uh, it's going to be tough to get all these guys you know, some innings. You, um, you wonder... Now is Armistead is he is he like first long relief? Who's going to be the weekday starter? You know we had, who's going to throw Monday? They, they I wonder how this rotation announced affects you know the Monday game. Colby Allen um, is, a, is another guy um, that could pitch, and so 
Uh, does Chandler Best, you know, is he, is he, you know, long relief in the bullpen? A, a lot of that's answered or will be answered in the coming weeks. And the good thing about this staff being so deep is it truly will be what have you done for me lately? Nothing personal. You know, the coaches say, we love y'all. But, I mean, there are so many good, not good, but great pitchers on this team that if somebody stumbles for a little bit, there'll be somebody else to be able to step right in. And Coach Oz described his pitchers as you've got a starters group, a bridge group, what he calls the bridge group, which bridges the middle part of the game to the last inning or so, and then, of course, your closers. So we'll see how all that all that shakes out. All right, everybody, don't forget about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it whenever you like on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Great weekend to stop by Mobay Beignet Company on Hardy Street, get some delicious beignets made to order. Great coffees and cold drinks as well. I want to say as well, Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners for sponsoring our program, as well as our friends at DBAT on Hardy Street, a great training facility, and we're very, very lucky to have them. Big show tomorrow, two hours from Pete Taylor Park, Scott Berry, Hill Denson, Brian Dozier, Jeremy McLean. I could go on and on and on. Daniel Stewart. We're going to have fans on the show in both hours. We're going to have a good time. We hope you'll join us uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock from Pete Taylor Park. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.